my god. I just... There's certain things in the NBA that make me just fuzzy inside. LeBron at least is a leader. Like, I respect LeBron. I don't like him. Odd it is. I'll take that in the final answer with that. Odd. Hey, honeys and hunks. How did you like that new intro? Gotta give a shout out for Jade on making that one. That was fun. It was super fun to work on, too. Well, it looks like it. So, and and we have to shout out Nick because Nick watched a bunch of our live shows and gave me a bunch of of sound bites to pick from, and I'm Intern really happy Nick that for the shout out. I didn't have to do that part of it because I didn't really have time. So, thank you, Nick, for taking care of that for us. That was yes. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. All right. So, new week means brand new episode. Uh, Shay, how has your basketball week been? Been able to keep up with things or life been a little bit crazy? Uh-oh. I think it's already been a little crazy for you. <laughs> oh, 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 like now I hear you guys. Can you hear me now? We yeah, can we can you. hear you now. Great podcasting. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh. Okay, we're over. Again. Uh, how's your basketball <laughs> week been? Have you been able to watch any? Because I don't know if you can watch us now. <laughs> I wonder if she remembered to reset her router before we started. Okay, I'm gonna swing it over to you, Jade. <laughs> um, I, I got. I've been meaning to ask since yeah. the team being in Tampa. Do you feel as connected with the squad, or do you feel? even more of a connection because you're like the distance makes the bond stronger. No, it feels weird because they have a routine when they're at home that we see parts of and they have their announcers and it, it, mm-hmm. it feels weird. Like even though to watch it on TV, it's our floor and, and all of that kind of stuff. Like I'm never not aware that they're not in Toronto. I mean, t- yeah. When, well, when you're in the complete opposite area, it's kind of hard not to yeah. think of it. Um, okay. While we wait for Shay, we'll do a quick breakdown of the episode with it. So cool, cool, cool. Um, so this week we're going to be diving into uh, Houston, letting go DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. And we're going to go where he might go and some other takes with that. Uh, then we're going to go over. Shay's going to take control over this topic. And it's of the Minnesota Timberwolves firing their head coach, Ryan Saunders, and where they're going to go from here. And then the signing of new head coach, Chris Finch. And then we're going to swing it back to me at the end to end it all up, where we're going to be discussing the all-star games. Um, what we think about uh, who we'd have as our reserves, because by that point, they'll have all the reserves officially out. So be able to do some takes with that. Um, and uh, let's just maybe give a split second more to see where Shay's going to right Yay. now. Um, fix this. Um, oh, like I said, great podcasting. Well, I mean, it, internet's going out, and 
me adjusting my headphones. <laughs> that one's on you. Shay can't really control her internet. No, yeah. See, um, viewers, this is the stuff that would have been edited out. So, <laughs> just a heads up with this that. Is, like. This is part of, of going live. And I, I mean, live is fun. I think our chemistry is a little bit better. But now that Shay, uh, for, for those of you that don't know, she used to live in Brooklyn. And we've discovered that uh, Oklahoma internet does not hold a candle to Brooklyn internet. So it's been a challenge for us since she's relocated, um, having her be able to, to stay on because it's just not as reliable as it used to be for her. I mean, we'll, we'll give her a split second more. Like you said, I think she, maybe she just re restarted the router with yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Last time she did that, it worked for the rest, so... She's okay. messaging me. She says she's coming back. She's working on it. She's working on it. Perfect. Okay. But any news with your Raptors? I mean, we'll that right now. they look like a team again, which has been nice. Um, and more and more now than ever, I think they need to trade Kyle Lowry and get something for him instead of letting him walk in free agency. Ooh. They are 17 and two in the last 19 games. He hasn't played. So Wait, he hasn't played in 19 games. No, but in the games that he hasn't in, in the games that he hasn't played. Over oh, the last couple of I was just seasons. like, he's missed half the season. No, 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 no. <laughs> he's been out for a, a couple of weeks now with a, or not a couple of weeks, maybe since the end of last week with a, a hand injury dealy, but I mean, it seems pretty obvious that Fred is ready to take over. We have I mean, our Fred, Freddie is almost, would you say borderline the exact same player? It's Kyle really, it's really close. The, the big differences that I see between them is Fred doesn't take charges the way that Kyle does, but who does? Um, yeah. I mean, he's one of the tops in the league. Insert dinosaur noises. Ouch. But I think, uh, I think on my tablet it should work better. So sorry my screen doesn't look as good, but hey, that's we gotta so do what tacky. you do. We're so much classier and more professional in that in this podcast. <laughs> okay. Jeez, <guys. laughs> I'm just Funny. sitting here farting around talking Funny. about stuff waiting for you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll finish up my point on Freddie, and then we can get into the rest of the episode. Yes. So okay, Kyle, okay. Kyle does charges really well, but Fred has better hands. Like you can you can be dribbling, and if Freddie's on you, the ball can be gone before you even know it happened. So he seems to be they, pesky. He is pesky. Yeah, Jeff, that's a really good word. So defensively, they don't do things exactly the same way, but like overall, Fred really fills in. He, he's filling Kyle's shoes really well. Perfect. Well, that's good. I mean, so then it'll be a seamless change from going from one era to another. Yep. Okay. Well, now that we got our other third Hi. here, <laughs> we're going to dive right into DeMarcus Boogie Cousins being waved goodbye by Houston. So... Jade, do you think Boogie would have stayed if they kept Harden? I don't know. 
I, I, it, it seems like it was a mutual thing. From what I read, Houston wants to go smaller and younger. So they're going to focus on Christian Wood when he's back from being injured. And again, it, it seems like Houston handled this well. It sounds like they had a conversation. They were able to come to kind of a mutual agreement about what should happen. They paid him his contract for the rest of the year, which they didn't have to do. So he's still getting paid. And now he has an opportunity to go play somewhere else instead of just sitting on Houston's bench. So I don't know if it ha- how much it has to do with who came and left. I think it has more to do with how Houston sees their future. Okay. Uh, Shay, do you think anyone on the te- else on the team knew about this thing? Or was this kept more behind, behind the curtains with just between Coach Silas and their GM and Boogie? I mean, I think it's been kind of known that Boogie is not being utilized in the best way at Houston. So whether or not it was talked about with the rest of the team, they there definitely has been the signs there. So I, I think even if it was kind of a hush-hush situation, I think other players on the team probably knew it was coming because, I mean, it didn't really surprise me that that he was being waived. Um, he just wasn't being utilized because like Jade said, he, they're just not, he doesn't fit into kind of their goal, uh, at Houston. And, and so it's interesting because Houston has gone through so many changes this year with, with the Harden trade and, and all of that. So it it would be interesting to know if, if Boogie would have fit better if you, if Harden had stayed, but I, I think, I think it's a good move and, and I don't like seeing a, a guy like Boogie Cousins just <clears throat> warming the bench. I don't, I think he's much better than that. And I think he can be a great veteran presence on a team. <laughs> I think I think he's almost Sorry. like the new Derrick Rose when it comes to like a great player that just went through a bunch of injuries and is just trying to find his way back. Like he's going to mm-hmm. be one of those guys where I'm like, I just want you to do well. I want you to find a place that treats you well. Yeah. Um, uh, Jade, what team should be going after him right now? I'd take him in Toronto in, in a heartbeat. Well, you don't um, want Baines? I mean, I, listen, I am not one of the Toronto people that is ba- ragging on Baines all the time. Um, he Baines obviously was not the plan, right? <laughs> we know that this was not the plan. The plan was to have Marc Gasol and Serge Ibaka still Raptors this year, and that didn't happen. And by the time that didn't happen, we didn't have a lot of options left. We were kind of scrambling for something. And Baines has moments where you can see that he's trying. He's trying really hard. The thing is, Toronto's offenses and defenses are complicated. And Baines is a perfectly serviceable player, but he would do better in a simpler system. It requires a really high basketball IQ to play in the Raptors system. And I think Baines just doesn't quite have that. Um, so, yeah, it, we, we we definitely need a center. Like, there's no, there's no two ways about it. Chris Boucher is playing great, but Chris Boucher is a slim guy. He is never going to be that big body in the center. Is and he at 215? Like, maybe soaking wet. 
<laughs> you know, so it would be nice to have a, a bigger body that we can put on your Joel and beads and your jokers and those different guys that you have to contend with in the league. And beat especially. Yeah. God, he's been tearing it up this year. And I hate saying that. Oh, yeah, I know. I hate saying that. Oh, God, it makes me shudder. Just like right now, like I've watched a couple Brooklyn Nets games. And as like a healthy team, I'm like. I just, just keep saying gross. Gross <laughs> is my NBA word this year. Because it's like, you can't deny that like things like Brooklyn and Embiid and all that. And I'm just like, gross. That's all I can, that's all I can muster for it. Right now, so the Brooklyn Nets situations made me feel like with the Miami Heat Big Three, where like, I hated them. But I was like, you're so much fun to watch, <laughs> right? though. I, I hate you guys, but you have such fun basketball. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Going back to Boogie. Um, Shay, where do you think he wants to go? Oh, Jade. Repeat oh, that because you broke out for a second. It broke up. Where do you think Boogie wants to go? <laughs> where do you? I know. I saw that comment and I was waiting <laughs> for that. Ryan is always good for a laugh. If you guys, if if our yeah. watchers, if you're not watching his show, always hilarious, never yeah. fails. Make sure you check him out uh, for around for the weekend and no credentials required on Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Free plugs, <laughs> um. <laughs> plugs. But um. I don't, I don't know where Boogie might want to go. I did hear rumors that, you know, uh, he might end up at uh, the L.A. Lakers. Um, nope, that just I actually got... I think that would got, be interesting. That actually just got oh. shot down. That was breaking news a little bit, like an hour or two ago. Wait, can you hear me? You're yep. cutting out. Hello? Um, well, yeah, so Lakers theory, uh, that one got poked out. Yeah. Bitch. Okay. How about now? How's everything now? Are we here? I mean, yeah. You're you're okay. cutting in and out no, a little bit. Sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I tried everything beforehand to make sure that this wouldn't happen. Um oh my gosh. I next time I'm gonna just like do this in a like coffee shop Wi-Fi like steal the Wi-Fi fight from the parking lot or something um <laughs> anyway <laughs> um did you hear yeah, about no, my I, lakers thing lakers. what would you say i said that just a couple hours ago um lakers said that uh lakers were not going to pursue demarcus yes oh. so they said they weren't i don't know if you can hear them they weren't they weren't they weren't going after right. demarcus but, like, I also saw something, like, an hour ago saying why they might still be doing it. So I'm, I'm like, confused on the whole Lakers thing because there's rumors going everywhere around it. I hope he doesn't. Jade, where do you think he goes? Where, where do you think he wants to go? You know what? As of today, I wasn't really sure about this. Um, I've been thinking about it, and I, I don't, I'm not – I wasn't sure, but, like – as of today, hearing that the Mavs have been try quietly trying to shop Kristaps Porzingis, I thought, 
if that's true and they are able to move him, they might be in need of a big man and that might be a good fit. Oh, surprise. First guest appearance, dog. <laughs> um, yeah, we're uh, having a guest appearance. This is Beans. Hi, we Beans. Just met, yep, we just met our first guest on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, it, <laughs> you see, now you dog threw me off. So you said Porzingis. <laughs> well, what do you think they could get for Porzingis? Because I'm assuming Boogie well, then would be on a very friendly contract. That's the thing. That I mean, that's the thing that makes it easy with cousins having been released right you don't have to send somebody you don't have to pick someone to send out you don't have to you know have contracts work in a trade if there's somebody has room for them him they can just sign him so i think that there's really a lot of options there i mean if he can get back to even half or two-thirds of who he used to be after recovering from the injuries he's there's there's a dozen different places he could be helpful yeah i mean he is a guy that yeah you can put him in everywhere and i'm sure they'll try to make him work out he's too talented for it yeah um okay this is where oh okay so this is where originally <laughs> that shay was going to start talking about stuff but Right now, I don't know how that's going to go. We'll just wing it. You uh, you and I will talk about the topic. And we'll... Oh, she's back. <laughs> loading, loading. Hey. Welcome back. Hey. Apparently, hey. she cannot I'm hear. I'm here. Okay, you can hear. I'm here okay. now. Okay. Do you think you'll be able to control the new to- the next topic? I don't think that's a yes. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> okay, so Wait, I'm going to What take... about no? It seems I mean, like a little bit. We can hear you, but it seems like you can't really hear us. Oh, I can hear you guys now, but then I was listening to you guys, and you were coming in crystal clear, and then all of a sudden I got kicked out again. So I'm uh. like, what? I don't know how Wi-Fi works. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it so bad? Well, are, are you are you able to do the next section? Next topic? Well, we can attempt to. Um, I can't promise I won't get kicked out again, but I'm ready. I have my notes. All right. We're going to try. We're ready for you. (laughs) Okay. I had to find the notes again because don't worry, though. I got it. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, big Timberwolves news this week. And because Taylor, Mr. TJ is our, like, Minnesota expert. I'm going to be taking over this part. Hopefully, everyone can hear me. Um, I'm a Wi-Fi sucks, and I don't know how to fix this, and I'm working on it. But anyway, as we know, Ryan Saunders was released from the Timberwolves, and um, I think this brings up a good question of was he a just a feel-good hire because of his or his family connection to the Timberwolves franchise. 
Taylor, I think you want to answer that. Well, when Rosas took over the team in 2019, we had just got off, got rid of, just left the season with Tom Thibodeau, and that was real rough stuff as him in the front office. It was a very toxic environment. Ask any people that were like reporters that were working for the Timberwolves or Minnesota writers. It wasn't a, it wasn't a fun environment. But Rosas then came in trying to give this new revitalization to the team. Saunders had been interim coach. Uh, it was a feel good story. Yeah. Like cat and G- the owner, Glenn Taylor. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they were the ones that said, yes, I want Ryan. Uh, and then Glenn, yeah, pulled the ownership card and was just like, Hey, um, we're going to do Ryan. Um, but with this new coach, Chris Finch, he was actually interviewed by Rosas that exact same summer. So um, Ryan, I think Rosas gave him a chance. And he just saw that Ryan Saunders is 34. That's what he noticed. Yeah. Um, it's hard not to notice. <laughs> it, it's when, you, not- when you're a player and your coach is only five years older than you, like Ricky Rubio, like, I can't hear anything, but just so everyone knows, I'm looking into a hot spot. So hopefully that helps. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to continue on a little bit more with that because, but I mean, I was excited when we first hired Saunders and I was really trying to give him a chance because he's never had like a solid team or a healthy team. But at some point you work with what you have. Yeah, and it wasn't working. He yeah. wasn't working it well. There was bad lineups. There was bad play calls. As much as I hate saying this, because Flip for me will always. Greg Popovich is my greatest coach of all time, but Flip Saunders is my favorite coach of all time when it comes to anything. So, because uh, he was essentially like Steve Kerr when it comes to I'm a player's coach, but at the same time, at the end of the game, you're listening to me. We're going right. to be doing what I have to, what I say we're doing, which I think is a great, a great combo. Yeah, it's it's hard when your team is so young and inexperienced, and your coach is young and inexperienced. Like it's not a great recipe for success unless you've got an absolute dominant player or a savant coach or both. Like it, that's a hard go. Like Ryan, the like the a average age of the Timberwolves team is like barely above college age. Yeah, and Ryan at his age, I'm like, man, this is arguably just like an AAU team or something like that with the age of the coach and the age of the players right now. I'm like, this isn't an NBA team. This is a team you did a pickup game with. Yeah. But I mean, they're, they're talented. Like they, as much as their record hasn't been great, I've seen a few of their games and I I talked about this last week too. They're going to be good somewhere down the line. And, and I think moving on from a coach that's clearly too young for the situation is a step in the right direction for Minnesota. This new coach, um, 24 years of coaching experience. Um, Ryan Saunders, 34 years being alive on the planet. So 
<laughs> yeah. So just life experiences in general. There's there's some things that Ryan has to go through still to pay his debts. That really put that really puts it into perspective right there. <laughs> like Ryan has been as like an assistant coach or player development coach for past eight, nine years. Cause his dad introduced him. Like he's been mm-hmm. just like he's just been groomed the entire time. Flip's been grooming him or was. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that Flip not being there is going to hinder back his co- coaching ability because I hope we see Ryan again. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you with us, Shay? I think I'm with you guys. Um, okay. Again, because you, you looked frozen I'm, for I'm a second. So I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> and I'm working on getting a hot spot specifically for like, this because just the, the Wi-Fi infrastructure in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma is just not great. So, wait, what? Middle of nowhere doesn't have good reception. Mm-hmm. You don't right? got that five G like, out there? Oh, probably not. You kidding me? We barely have like anything. That so was the really other good. that was a really good comment. <laughs> the yeah, other thing we have to talk about about Minnesota, and it, it's a conversation that comes up pretty much every time a white head coach is hired in the NBA right now, is was there a, a black coach somewhere that was passed over? And in this case, there was a coach who has been an assistant in Minnesota for a long time. Nope. Just he wasn't your assistant? Oh, nope. We he's just been in a, sorry, I'm sorry. He's been, he's been an assistant for two in years. the league. He's yes. been an assistant in the league for a long yes. time. Yes, okay. Yep, yep, you're bad. right there. Assistant in the league for a while. Yep, um, correct. And has spent a couple seasons in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And so that question always comes up is are is this keeping the NBA an old boys club when Rosas goes after a white coach who he's familiar with and has who's been around and, and Rachel Nichols was talking about that on the jump yesterday. And for me, I think there's just always a bit of a danger of hiring someone just because they're black. Like as a black person, I don't want to be hired just because I'm black. I want to be hired because I'm qualified. I want to be hired because somebody thinks I'm the best person for the job. And, um, Vander Vanderpool, his name is. Yep, Vanderpool. I mean, he interviewed in Houston when Houston was looking for a coach in the offseason. Houston didn't hire him, but did hire a black head coach. So I, I think the question always has to be there is if we can't always jump to the conclusion that a coach didn't get hired because he was black or a coach did get hired because he was white. I mean, Rosa's, like to Taylor's point, wanted to hire Chris Finch two years ago when the position was open, and that didn't happen. So to me, it makes sense that he would go back to who his first choice was at the time. And, you know, maybe Vanderpool didn't want to be a head coach in Minnesota. Maybe they talked about him <laughs> and he didn't want it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be associated with that on your record. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're interviewing in Houston and he interviewed somewhere else in the summer too, do you really want, if you didn't get those jobs, is Minnesota the job that you want to take? Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe he's happy being an assistant. 
in where he is. So I just feel like there's a lot that we don't know and we shouldn't assume that somebody was passed over. But on the other hand, it would be nice, of course, to see a larger ratio of black assistant coaches and minority assistant coaches since the league is, is largely the, the players are largely made up of minorities. So like, I think there's just always arguments on both sides Oh yeah, and that's, that's why this, at this part, I didn't want to chime in because this is not my, my wheelhouse with things. I, this is not a question about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I do know Vanderpool ha does have a great record. So if it's not with us, I hope he becomes a head coach somewhere because just the teams that he's helped coach, like like Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum were the first people to call this out about Minnesota not doing this. Right. Um, and they were, they were um, heartbroken when he took the assistant job here when they first left. Uh, Damian Lillard felt hurt. So... Um, I'm sure also some of this is sticking up for someone that they idolize and they meant, or that is their mentor. Um, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but it's, and I'm, I'm sure this is not Rosa's intention with it all. So I would like to think that's right. not the case. So, um, but I do wish Glenn Taylor would have done the firing differently because once again, Glenn Taylor was real snaky with his firing. Um, we get a tough loss. And then that night Ryan gets a call and is just like, yeah, by the way, you're done pretty much. Um, Oops, sorry. Yeah. 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 Too early. It wasn't supposed to go automatically. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but uh, oh, now you made me lose my train of thought. The way that they fired him. Oh, yeah, because this just goes back to when we had Sam Mitchell a couple years ago, right after Flip died. We had him as our interim head coach, and then he was ready to be head coach. Like, everything was pointing Sam Mitchell was going to take over head coaching job. But the last second, Glenn Taylor said no, but the way he did it was he sent him a text. Yeah. And said, you're fired. Yeah, like, I and don't understand that in sports um, and in the NBA, like I, no other business operates like that. No, you can't do that. Right. You can't do that. So like, why, why do professional sports think so that this is an appropriate way to handle their personnel? Yeah. Like as a general rule, why, why, why is this seen to be okay? I don't understand that. With this move happening now though, because everyone is how, I mean, we still do have to do a roster move somehow. Mm -hmm. uh, but besides that, like, this is coaching-wise and everything staffing-wise, this is Rose's team. So he'll get the rest of the leeway for the rest of the season as he's just trying to figure out what, what's he going to do with the team. But next season, I really think Rosas is on the hot seat. Yeah. Like, he's he's had all this hope we've had. We, Minnesota, one of the fan pages I'm on, Flips Army, shout out. Um, one of the guys coined the, the guy, term of the, the Pirosas, the process. Mm. It's our process. I just hope it's not six years like with Embiid. Right. 
I mean, it's not six with Embiid, but still, if it felt so much longer, it was only like three seasons, but it felt it like felt half like of his career. Long. You know why? Because they said that phrase to death. Oh yeah, that's that like you couldn't you couldn't hear about or talk about the Sixers without hearing about the process, the process, the process. It's like okay, we get it. You have a plan. We get it. When does the process become an out of date nickname? Like, wouldn't he want one now? Know. Like when Garnett got to the league, he was the kid, but then eventually it went to the big ticket, which that does bug me that Justin Wiseman, um, his nickname is the big ticket and that's his Twitter handle. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not saying that you're not going to be Garnett, but until you, it's like when Dwight Howard took Superman from Shaq, it's like, mm. Yeah, some some nicknames should not be reused. No. Nicknames should be retired like jerseys sometimes. For real. How's it going, Shay? <laughs> I'm trying not to get too mad. Oh my gosh. And now I don't know what's going on. Okay, now Okay, but I I can hear the conversation fine and then all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, you've exited the the studio." Oh, I'm like, "I didn't harsh. do that though." So, well, I think we're probably ready to move on from Timberwolves. What do you guys yeah, think? It's just, there's so much more. I could, I could do a full hour on me talking about this we, move. We, we know. We, we know, know I could. <laughs> so, we know. Um, he is also a former assistant uh, coach though, to the Raptors. Right. So for one season, but he was in Houston and then he was in Denver and then New Orleans, one year, not even a full year in Toronto. Well, I mean, and he, like you said, he has all that experience. It's not very terribly surprising that he got tagged for a head coaching position. Um, it's going to be interesting for us because the Raptors finally have started to play better with a bit of a small ball offensive lineup that if I understand what I've read correctly, Finch was responsible for. Ew. So now that he's what we're gone, trying to go for. we're trying to figure out, we're going to have to figure out, you know, our offense was finally working and we've won after that horrible two and eight start. We've won a whole bunch of games and now the coach that was clearly partially responsible for that is gone. But Nick Nurse is used to next man up as a way of being an NBA coach. He had to do it with the G League and the British League and all the, the places that he's been. And all places I, where Chris Finch were. Exactly. like, And he's worked with Chris Finch before as well. So it's just going to be next man up. They're going to find somebody. That, uh, I suspect they will pull up somebody that is working with the 905 in the G League to be an assistant coach for to, to fill that hole in the Raptors bench. Would it be the head coach or would they pull up one of the assistant coaches from the G League? I think it's hard to say. I think because the G League is still going on, maybe pulling the head coach wouldn't be the best idea. But also, I don't know how well the 905 are doing. I haven't really followed them that much. I don't, I don't follow the G League that much. I should do more probably, but like it's the G League still. It's, so. hard, to find, it's hard to find the content for it. And, and that's true. Like it's hard. Like, that's what yeah, it is. It's when not it's covered not on really anything, well. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they decide and how they move forward. But the bigger story to me is that that's three assistant coaches in as many seasons from Toronto staff that have become head coaches. Nick Nurse was an assistant with us and got the head coaching position. Nate Bjorgren got hired to be Indiana's head coach and now Chris Fitch. So I, I kind of wondered if the Raptors were developing coaches as well as they were developing undrafted and late draft players. And it, it kind of seems like that's the way that it's going now. So that's pretty cool. Nick Nurse is the new like coaching farm for the yeah. NBA, like Greg Popovich was. Okay. Well, like I said, we did a solid, I mean, I guess we did a solid. <laughs> I really want to talk about it more. Actually, it's a little bit. So, but we're going to go to the all-star. We just got released the uh, reserves. So we're going to post that one up. Where is, there we go. All right. So there are the East. Do you also have the West reserves too? I do. Okay. So we got East. We got Tatum, Simmons, Julius Randle, Harden, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, and Nikola Vucevic. I love that he's on it like every year now. He's so I'm, quiet. I'm actually really sad about this because this is the first year in a long, long time that the Raptors have not had someone in the All-Star game. I'm kind of surprised Simmons got in. I'm a little surprised Simmons got in too. Is that a record-based Ooh. thing? I feel like it kind of has to be. I mean, Simmons hasn't dropped 54 points this season. Just saying. I'm, I'm looking at also the two players that are – their teams really are only hovering around playoff contention with Randall and Levine. And I'm like, Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. If the Raptors had had a better start to the season, Fred Van Vliet would be on that list. What up Shay? <laughs> Cheer up Shay. I'm trying not to punch a wall. <sighs> so we got that. And then uh, throw up the Western conference. Yeah. One second. Oh my. Get Rudy Gobert. (laughs) God, I think I legitimately think he's one of the most overrated players in the league. Do you really? I I think he's one of the most overrated players. I don't know. He's 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 good. He's great, but just seeing, I think Miles Turner is a better defensive player. But he never gets the credit. Rudy Gobert always does because he's got the stifled tower. He's on a winning. He's a, well. So is Indiana. I don't know. I think when I, I think you I mean, miss him Gobert, when he's Gobert, not there in a, in they a really are, big I mean, way. Or... Utah is number one team in the West. So I keep on forgetting that. I always mm-hmm. think they're like the sixth seed or something like that. But yeah. no, like they, they are needed, on a tear. They well, I'm curious. Is I don't know if Anthony Davis is going to be back for the All Star game. So I'm curious on who's going to get, who's going to get. It, it's it's four to six weeks, right? So yeah, I'm glad I Chris Paul got in. So I'm really glad Chris Paul got in, and I'm a Donovan Mitchell fan too. So that's that's fun. Just a just a backhand to Shaq's face with that right there. Ah, uh, that's that's a good point. I hadn't even thought of that. No, when I saw right when I saw that, I'm sure he just wanted to be like, "Screw you, Shaq." I'm gonna have to Screw try and you. find it because it was NBA on TNT that announced it. So I wonder if uh, 
if they she did was anything. asked about it. Yeah. And does Zion really deserve that spot? Or is uh, it more listen, so the hype? Zion's on one of my fantasy teams. He deserves to be there. He deserves? Okay. Oh, I yeah. just didn't know if he was a hype just because like, he he's has come bring in. through for me week in and week out over projection. I think he, I've only had one one or one bad week with him. So, it sounds like yeah. me with Julius Randle. Yeah. I, I totally. I can, I can totally thing. see that parallel. <laughs> it's the exact same thing I've been having this year. I've been like, man, I got him like in the seventh round, too. And yeah. I'm like, he's one of the best contributors. Wow. Um, I've had a lot of injuries, too, and I'm still one of the best. Like, Me I haven't had Chris Wood too. or Karis LeVert for weeks. <laughs> And I'm still winning every week. You want to hear something crazy? I ended up joining three different fantasy leagues this year. All of them are Toronto Raptors players. No, Just no, no, no. Entire team. I got the first overall pick in all three. That's rigged. That like, and they're not even like one of them's on the sleeper app. Two of them are on Yahoo. Like I have no, like I have no idea how that happened. But all three drafts, I had the first overall pick. I'm like, I probably should go buy a lottery ticket like right now. <laughs> I would have, jeez. I didn't, but I feel like I should have. <laughs> Get those Canadian dollars. Get that money that smells <laughs> like maple syrup when it's fresh. Which that is a thing. Did you no. notice that, Jade? No, it's not. No, what it is. Working about? at the bank, working at the bank, we'd get fresh bills, fresh Canadian dollar bills. And there is a slight hint of maple syrup when you get fresh bills when we would open really? up the pack it was like oh yeah it was like i've never can't... opened up a pack of new bills so that's yeah so, i always like, get no, them like once they... they've been circulated a bit exactly when a bunch of nasty gross people have touched <laughs> it and all the sweat and everything money is one of the most disgusting things oh yeah you money's ever gross. touched and I, I was touching that constantly <laughs> glad that chapter of your life is over <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've lost Shay for the night. That's chill, though. We're just we're we're kicking it back old school with it. Um, <laughs> so we saw those two. Um, so the league has the three point contest before the game and the dunk contest in the middle. Jade, what do you think of that format? I hate it. I hate <laughs> it a lot. Like, I, I can't even muster a, oh, I see why they did it that way, blah, blah, blah. No, I hate it. All-Star Weekend is one of those things to me, like, do it right or don't do it. Don't half-ass it. If you're going to bother to do it, it needs to be three days. It needs to be the Rising Stars game. It, like, I, I, I hate the idea that they're, and they're, so that means they're not doing a skills competition at all. I haven't seen anything about the skills competition. Over the last few years with the big men winning the skills competition, that has become one of my favorite parts of All-Star Weekend because you can't guess who's going to win. And that, I think, is really fun. And then the fact that, once again, last year, the dunk contest was a complete debacle, and now this year they're just going to shove it into halftime. Shove it down our throats. Like how how are you gonna do how how are you gonna limit it to halftime? For the past few years, the All Star Game has required tie breaking dunks to decide because the dunks have been that good. 
And now it's what's halftime, like 20 minutes, even if they stretch it out a little bit, like it just, it, it all-star should have all of the pomp and circumstance and production. And you can't do that if you're throwing the skills comp or the three point competition pregame and the dunk competition at halftime. I, I don't like it. I'm not excited about it. I'm going to watch it. And with really, really low expectations and hope it's better than my expectations. That's my plan. You're watching it because it's for the podcast. A hundred percent. No question at all. I like, and it, that's, that's true. There are certain things that it gets to be like, uh, I, I would like to, to take this. a break from basketball today, but I know I'm going to have to talk about this on the podcast and mm-hmm. all-star for me this year is falling very squarely under that category. Um, just before I get to the next question. So they just also released who is going to be performing at least some, the more, the typical thing. So the, uh, national U S national anthem is going to be Gladys Knight. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canadians national anthem is going to be performed by Alicia Cara. Oh yeah. I like her. She's Love her. Re- I like her a lot. Yep. Um, and then, uh, to perform during the all stars, uh, uh, introductions, uh, a predominantly black university, Grambling State University. Their mar- the Tiger Marching Band will be performing. I always love a marching band performing. Always love marching it. bands are great. And then uh, Florida A and M University is going to be uh, also going. Oh, oh, they're both both the marching bands will be uh, performing for during the All Star introductions. Got it. Okay, so probably yeah, one this, east uh, and one west. Yes. Right. Ah, good one. I, uh, I just think you just came out now with it. So I don't think any all-star introduction will ever top common for me. Well, common's just one it just what, what was year that was la- that? That was la- it was last season or the season before I think it was last season. Yeah, it was last season. I, I remember He's it was a couple so good. He's got the perfect shaved head. I don't think I've ever seen a stubble. <laughs> I don't think I've ever True. seen a stubble on his head. I've never even thought he of has the cleanest cut for a beard yeah. and the sh- and the shiniest dome. Like when he rhymed in Tentacumpo, how did he I was do like, that? It's over. Like how how do you top that? I forgot who I think it was my parents, but they watched like the introductions and they were like, "I'm really impressed with this guy." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah Common's good. He's one of the Common's OGs." That dude, yes, yeah, Common's one of the OGs. Um, uh, so they're going to putting all the festivities into two days. Do you think this is smart for the league? Just because it does give those players that extra rest that they were all kind of like, this is what I wanted. I didn't want to play. I mean, you didn't have to have an all-star game if it was going to be about the players rest. You, you said you weren't going to. So like t- to me, if you're going to be like, Oh, players rest, blah, blah, blah. Like there was a better way to do it to me than shoving the all-star game into one day. Um, well, the, the, the night before, though, is the world U.S. game with the rookies and sophomores. Oh, I thought they weren't so, doing that. They're not? I I, th- I thought I heard they weren't doing the Rising Stars game. Man, I really hope they did because the Timberwolves would have two players there. No, I think they're just doing one night. One night, game And a couple of other things. Yeah. Unless I see Charles Barkley racing another referee again, I don't <laughs> care. 
I don't care. I do. I, I will true. admit if I, I knew if I became famous, I knew I'd hit celebrity point when they'd ask me to be in the celebrity all-star game. Oh yeah. That's a you've arrived moment. There, there sure. is a couple things that being like, Oh, if I get asked to interview somewhere like, Oh, that's when I know I make not even like, Oh, if I go on Jimmy Fallon or like, Oh, if I go on this talk show, no, it's like, if I make it on the YouTube series, hot ones and eat spicy wings. <laughs> like I know I made it. He interviews celebrities all the time and now I'm eating it. That's funny. He interviewed Scarlett Johansson. But okay. Anywho, with the dunk contest being at halftime, will this make it even more boring? I think it's going to make it even harder to get it right because it's going to be rushed, right? The players aren't going to have the same amount of time. They're not going to be able to try more than once. I, I can't imagine for for each dunk. Um, I think it's going to be harder to get the voting right, which is a problem they've already had for Dude, more than Wade. one season lately. So like I'm I'm curious to see if they've made any changes or or what they're doing to address that or if they're just not addressing it this year and they're worrying about it later. I mean it would be something very low on the totem pole about things to fix with that, what's going wrong in the That's league. that's the thing. There's a couple other things I think that should go ahead of we need to fix the dunk contest. That's for one night for 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so we already know there's no defense being played, um, but they usually still have fun with it. Uh, but are we going to see the same kind of happy-go-lucky stuff or is it going to be a little bit more doom and gloom because just like the big name players don't really want to be there? No, I mean, and they've already been clear about it, right? Like the all-star game doesn't work the right way if the players aren't happy to be there. That, that brings a lot to the table. And because we've never had a season before where the players weren't excited to be there, I have a feeling we're going to notice the a low energy, low... Like, I just... I don't think it's going to be as fun. Because I, I, if the players feel like it's something they have to do rather than something they're excited to be doing, how much fun can they have? Yeah, right. You think that this would be the time of all times you'd have what Jimmy did a couple of years ago and sat out the all-star game. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. He was a Timberwolves then. And that put another real bad spotlight on them too. <laughs> I think that's, I think our bad spotlight's always the best spotlight for us. <laughs> we don't look good with a good spotlight. Um, but that was for the last topic. Um, uh, though. So who would you have out of those? Uh, so there's, Eight, no, seven players for reserves. Yes. Um, of those 14 players you saw listed, who would you have as your seven? Ooh, my seven. Okay. I'm definitely taking Donovan Mitchell, Zion, and Chris Paul from the West. Okay. Let me look at that East list again. I want... Um, ugh. I'm really annoyed that my brain went, you want James Harden, but I want to win. So like I would take James <laughs> Harden. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would take Julius Randle, uh, Zach Levine. And I, I really like Nikola Vucevic too. So th that would be my I, seven. I'm I'm not surprised. Cause he's pretty much a better version of Jonas, Va uh, Jonas Val Valchus. Right. 
Yeah. He's the better version of him. <laughs> I like his That's, style. It's and he's one of those him, Jan uh Valchunas, like Brooke Lopez, like that all play the same way. It's just yeah. different tiers of talent with it. It's true. But it's all like they all play like good post game. Even their shooting form is just kind of like a huh. Yep. Just real flute. Yeah. But I'm glad to see him there again because Orlando is just another one of those teams that always gets overlooked. They're not doing too bad this year. It's about time. They're they're in the play. I mean, they've been they've been hovering around that eighth seed for the past few seasons, and I think they're doing a little bit better this year. I'm surprised Rogier's not on it, considering um, what he's done for Charlotte. Like they're a playoff team. Yeah, I think we might have to take our words back about uh, Michael Jordan being like the worst owner. You know what? I've had this conversation with with people and said like. Okay, so we talked about how crazy a move that was to sign Hayward and, and and the other moves they made. How good does Charlotte have to do for us to be like, oh, Michael Jordan knew stuff that we did not like? This right to- now is already showing me that I didn't. He knew stuff I did not know. Yeah, like I drafted Gordon Hayward in one of my fantasy leagues too, and when he hasn't been injured, he has been money. Oh yeah. Um, one thing though, is I was reading on some NBA sites that, uh, I follow and there were people saying that if I'm curious on how Kemba would be with this, um, Charlotte team, cause he never had talent in Charlotte with him. It it's was hard always, to say, I know this is, it's hard to go back and like, look at it, but I'm just like, when you think of can cardiac Kemba or scary mm-hmm. Terry, I'm going to. Most of the times I'm going to choose cardiac Kemba. Yeah, I agree with that. But I also wonder, even if you did that, I, I don't know. Something about Kemba just feels like he is not that point guard that's going to get a team through a playoff run. I, I feel yeah. like he's just missing that something. He's the locker room presence that's going to help you through a player. Uh, right. Run. But you need a, you need a guy. You need, he's not going to be that guy no. that can take over game. If, if everybody else is struggling kind of thing, you know, not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore with it, but he doesn't really have to, when you have other two other all-stars, which shout out to Jalen Brown for finally making that list this year. Yay. Yeah. But okay. Well, I think we did a pretty solid job at, um, trying to deal with technical difficulties mm-hmm. with it. Um, still think we were able to get the talks with Boogie, um, what she should do, where he should go, um, about uh, the ending of the the Saunders saga in Minnesota and the new coaching experience that the Wolves will have um, with uh, uh, Chris Finch, already forgetting his name. <laughs> um, he's new. Give me a break with it. And then just our all-star takes and questions and what we saw with the new lineup. Um, And today, before we go to our fast break, um, it is brought to you by the NBA store. A new year brings the start of a new NBA season. Suit up with the latest gear to show your support for your team. We may be sidelined from going to the arena, but that doesn't mean you can't watch basketball from your couch in style. We are teaming up with the NBA and Podgo to support to offer our listeners up to 75% off on select items. Yes, you heard that. 75% off. Go to podgo.co slash NBA for 75% off select items. That is 
podgo.co slash NBA. The NBA, where amazing happens. I still, I tried trying to time it, the amazing with Kanye, but it's just not going to work out. <laughs> it's just not going to work out. Okay. So fast break question. Or the fast break is the time where I ask three questions that usually Shay and Jay don't have any private uh, previous knowledge to. This day, it's just Jade. But we'll start off. Okay. And this one I just came out with. Uh, Shaq getting his nickname taken away or Garnett getting his nick- nickname taken away? Which is more of an uh, atrocity? Uh, I'll say Garnett because Shaq's on my nerves lately. That's fair. That is totally fair. <laughs> okay. And I, okay, so for this next question, I'm going to name off this like career stat list. Okay. And you're going to tell me who you think this is. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay, so 19 seasons. Mm-hmm. Rookie of the year. 15-time All-Defense. 15-time All-NBA. 15-time All-Star. Two-time MVP. Three-time Finals MVP. And a five-time champion. Five-time champion. Five-time. Tell me if you want. I'll give you a lifeline if you need it. I definitely need a lifeline. Played within the past uh, 20 years. Is it Kobe? Nope. I I don't know. I, uh, I'm not good with remembering stats and how many times people did things. That's a lot of that's a lot of accomplishments. In the last twenty years, current player or like how long ago did they retire? If they were if they're retired, a couple years ago. Couple of years ago, D Wade. I got nothing else. Those are all the guesses I have. The most least talked about NBA great, I think, Timmy Duncan. You know, I thought Tim Duncan. When you were reading it, and then I was like, no, that's too obvious. Because I know Taylor loves Tim Duncan, and that would be too easy. (laughs) Well, like, I didn't even, like, I, like, I saw this picture online, and I saw the breakdown of everything. And I was like, oh, damn. And then I saw a thing where he almost had, in the finals, almost had a quadruple double. Wow. I was just like, how do you get over 20 points, over 10 rebounds, over 10 assists, and get nine blocks in a game in the finals? It's insane. Man. That's that's insane. Like I said, one of the most least talked about – I know I I just double bad grammar there. Least (laughs) talked about great. Yeah, I agree with that totally. But, okay, uh, last question. So I had a theory on how they can fix the dunk contest because NBA players have shown me that there's only so many things in the trick book for dunks but if you go online and you check out those street dunkers there was one guy that did a 720 that's two full spins how how so so my thing is get like the two best dunkers in the nba and the two best street dunkers and they dunk i like this i really like this idea this is fun and like, it goes along with the theme of like the way that they fix the game was to make it more of a street game where you're you know you've got captains and you're picking teams and you're playing the oh, so yeah. points like might as well bring it in across the board. I want them to pick up like 
do like the teams, but then only play like 21. And then they pick new teams again, being like LeBron and uh, Giannis are still the captains the entire time. But then they pick a new team every 21 points. <laughs> I but, yeah. who wins, though. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the complicated part with it. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to check out some dunkers that I saw, um, one guy is uh, Chris Klingon or something like that. He is actually like when you play 2K, you can get dunker, dunkers packages. He's one of the dunker packages and you have to have like the highest dunk rating to get his. And wow. then the guy that did the 720, his nickname was Air Up There. And he was part of the And One mixtape tour in the early to mid 2000s which taylor was all about the mixtape tour <laughs> my course. favorite player favorite player was the escalade he was like six eight and he was like 400 pounds the best handles wow. almost out of like everyone in there so yeah so that was my dunk contest idea you are at least intrigued with the idea i love it i think it's a you great love idea. it okay there we go adam see they need to be talking to us. We have the answers. No, we have and so no many one's great ideas and nobody we have the answers and no <laughs> one is calling us like silver. What do we got to do and get in your graces? Like I tell you, what if I call you Adam gold? Um, well, fantastic stuff today. Bumps and bruises everywhere, but we still make it through. Um, and thank you, Jade, for honest remarks of the Timberwolves and uh, not being too, too rough on us uh <laughs> but before we sign off today uh we just got we the social media find us on uh hardcourt honeys on facebook twitter at hc honeys uh instagram at hardcourt honeys and also you can find us and a bunch of other great writers and podcasters um at bellyupsports.com and then since all-star breaks just around the corner just another uh heads up battle of the sexes during all-star break Live on our Thursday stream on the Thursday night before the weekend. We'll be doing our pro-LeBron, anti-LeBron, um, which I think it's kind of funny with that first clip at the beginning. You said, I respect him, but I don't like him. Yeah. So then we're going <laughs> to – that's just a snippet of something that has that we haven't even discussed about yet. So check that That'd out. Um, and uh, – before uh, one last thing, also uh, don't forget to listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, uh, Slapshot Sweethearts, with Shannon and Meg. So don't forget to check that out. And on that note, like Saunders in Minnesota, we're gone. Bye. <laughs>